0: everyone and welcome to um lynn stacy studios victoriously anointed podcast thank you for um joining me on today um this session of um, Vic- the victoriously anointed podcast today um i have with me again julius lever who is um going to be a guest on the show today um and we're gonna just talk about just um various things and just kind of have a um, conversation um um we're uh Were you born and raised in Palm Bluff? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Cool beans. Born and raised in Palm Bluff. I was born and raised in Palm Bluff, Arkansas, and I kind of wanted to um, do some... um, Some interviews and different things to kind of focus on um, the city and um, what it's um, trying to do and um, it's nice to be able to talk to people who are um, from from Pine Bluff still in Pine Bluff um, the different things that they um, get involved with Um, and I know that um, um, here lately I've been kind of um, popping up at city council meetings and I know that you um, frequented um, um, city council meetings can you kind of um, talk about your involvement in like um, the community and maybe why it's important for um, people to get involved with the
1: community. Yes, okay. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say something to what you said about born in Pine Bluff. Okay. Born in Pine Bluff, w- for one person and what they see, is different when another person is born. In other words, you could go back 100 years, 50 years, 70 years, and everyone has seen certain things in Pine Bluff because the city changes. All cities changes and all cities generally grow, and they have their ups and downs. So I was just kind of thinking about that. You know, when my mother would have been born, when my grandparents would have been born, my, my grandparents were not born here, but my mother and father my my father was born here. And so what he saw as a young person and what he saw in middle age and what he saw as he was older would be different for me. And then the same with you. What you see as you are born in Pineapple later than myself, you see different things. And so, sometimes it's interesting to communicate, in my opinion, the the general the different generations so we can tell you what we saw, what we see changing, and what we see is hidden. And sometimes what we see is hidden might not be accurate, but then it's up to you all to make it it what you want it to be. So I just Uh want to remind you that when you talk about City of Pine Bluff, being born in City of Pine Bluff, every generation sees different things.
0: I would definitely agree with that because I know that... um the generation, um, well, I know the generation before me seeing something completely and totally different than um, what I've seen growing up and what i what we're currently experiencing right now. Um, and can you kind of like uh, maybe talk about like um, how you've seen the um, city evolve, the ups and the downs that you were kind of um, expressing? Uh, okay,
1: about? well, well, generally speaking, I was born at a time when schools were, where I was born at a time when schools were separated. The blacks and whites a different school. And so my mother put me into a private kindergarten. And uh, in kindergarten, they decided to put me in the second grade instead of the first grade. So when they put me in the second grade instead of the first grade, I went to a Catholic school. At the time, Catholic schools were generally considered to be the best, and they were private, and you had to pay to go there. And uh, uh, quite a few people, even from Sheryl, in places like Sheryl Alzheimer, they would drive their children to Pine Bluff to go to the private school called St. Peter's. They also had a school called St. Joseph. St. Joseph is there now. It's on 6th Street, and St. Peter's is on State Street. Uh, St. Peter's, as I see it now, was a very small school in comparison as far as the the amenities of school. It's not nearly as nice as St. Joseph. And we were not allowed to go to St. Joseph. We were only allowed to go to St. Peter's. So that shows you the separation but equal mentality existed during that time. And so that is a period of time that you would know nothing about.
0: No, I wouldn't know anything about that. Because right. when I went to school, um, it was mostly, I was mostly in um, the, the class with the people that looked like me. Right. And so most of it was just a uh, bunch of blacks, but I know that at one point in time in the city, um, they said most of Pond Bluff was um, um, majority white is what I'm, I'm thinking it was only, well, no, that's no, not, or that, just half and half. Just, it,
1: yeah, well, well, during the time that I was in school, it's okay. generally around 50-50. Okay, thinking and, thinking and, yeah, 50 Yeah, 50 okay. And I was in school uh, when I was going to the ninth grade when the schools be- integrated. In other words, in my eighth grade year, they were not integrated. But in the ninth grade year, all schools became integrated. And so uh, Merle High School was a Merle Junior High and High School. And it had a Carver Elementary School right down the road, right not not too far from there. But when I went to the ninth grade, it integrated. So whites came to Merle for the first time; they'd never been to Merle before. And it was no longer a high school; it was a junior high school. The same thing with Southeast; it was the same thing with Coleman. Same thing with Townsend Park. See, there were four black college, black high schools here: Coleman, was on the west side; Merle was on the north side; Southeast was on the East Side that was that was the main three other things yes T- Townsend Park, Coleman, Southeast and Murrill. I think I mentioned three and then four. but all of them were different parts of the city and blacks basically went, went to those schools except for those that went to private schools. And before I went to uh, St. Peter's, St. Peter's was a high school as well as an as elementary school. So when I went to St. Peter's, it was a private school but it was elementary. years earlier, it was they had all all grades there. So a lot of people that you know that have recently died, some of them have been professional. They went to the old Saint Peter's High School. A lot of okay. people, I like, like, I said, I never had a chance to go to high school.
0: So what was it like for you when um, you've been going to school, like? Um, it was segregated at first, and then when you guys came together with integration, well, well, was it, well, what was it like? Well,
1: well the first, first thing that's standing in my mind now, it almost happened to me yesterday, but in a different way. The first the thing that stands out to me so clearly is, first, when I was in when I was in St. Peter's, you could not answer, answer a question without raising your hand, being called upon, and then you stand up and ask the question. Whereas in when I went to Merrill Junior High School, it was not like that. So when, when they asked a the question, I jumped up and held my hand up. And everybody in the whole classroom looked at me like I was from stars. So where is he come? Where's he come from? Mars, Jupiter, and so forth. And so that kind of made me feel some kind of way, as you all call it today. But that, that's one of my memories of that. And then another thing, when I went to school there, uh, 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 some white, a white young lady bumped into me. We bumped into each other. And she said, excuse you. I never heard that term before, excuse you. Because when we were at school in in all black school in the elementary school in the St. Peter's, we, I never heard excuse you. It's like if you bumped into me, it's your fault. That I think that was her mindset. You know, her mindset that you know, you're you you are the black. I'm white, so when we bump each other, it's you it's bumping into me, it's not me bumping into you. And that stands out in my mind today. And I think basically a lot of people, even adults, even very older people still feel that way. They feel like if we have a if we have wreck, it's your fault because you're black. I have the right away, And that seems so foolish, but I do think some people hold on to that. And I don't think they even think about it. I think it's just something grained in them from the conversations they hear, heard when they were children about how things used to be. It kind of makes them feel a certain expectation of uh, superiority. And that's terrible because they can't grow that way and then we will sometimes limit our own growth because we're so disappointed in the way they behave so i just thought i'd share that with you
0: so um how do you think um do you think so based on like kind of what you're saying um, with some of the perceptions that maybe some of the older, um, some of the older people may still have, how do you think that maybe um, affects the um, younger generation? Like, let's say, um, even in, in my age, I'm in my thirties, and so, okay. um, or even. Well, well, I say what this. do you say now? I, I, like, you, I, I, I say this. I think
1: it? I think music and culture, and the government's wars, sometimes affect people. For example, there have been times in Time Bluff and throughout the United States of America that the music that you heard every day, every day, every day, every day made you think about family. It made you think about your sister, your brother, and love between your parents. And then, you know, you have different music. So when 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 breakdancing came in, it started to change music. Music has changed. It changes all the time. It changes every day. But we only accept it as changing every ten or fifteen years. But it changes all the time. And so I think. Basically, the music that we have has caused people uh, to change, to behave differently. And I think the telephone, I think the telephone right now, the cell telephone is changing, changes the dynamics of the country. It's so much I could talk about that. I just say it like that. I give you something to think about. Usually, when you, years ago, we had a phone. And you have to say, Mother, can I use the phone? So you have to behave nicely because you have to say nicely to mama. Mama, I'm a young ba- young child. You paying the bills here. This is your house. It's your telephone. Can you let me use it? So you are more humble. But when young people get their own telephone, then who stops them? Who, who makes them ask their parents for anything? Do I have permission to use the phone? No, I don't have to ask permission to use the phone. I get my own phone. I call who I want to. I send the phone as long as I want to. So I think the, the availability of communication is so easy now that we don't have to show as much humility and respect to one another. Because if I don't like talking to you, I just call my friend who I want to talk to. And mama, I ain't got to ask mama, let me use the phone for 15 minutes. I can't use it again until tomorrow. I can call anybody I want to anytime I get ready. And so you tend to spend l- less time with people who challenge you mentally, and you spend more time with the people who go along with your program. And that doesn't help you to grow.
0: I, I would definitely agree with that. Because sometimes um, in growth, you have to be challenged. Because if... Uh, if, if everyone around you is okay with where you are then um, no one is really going to push you to be better than what you are
1: that's right
0: and so I, I definitely see the dynamics in that yeah. and um I know that um, as a as a city um, that um, they're trying to bring in more growth and development and um, trying to unite as a city and it's so important that um um in that we are gonna um, in it as a as a community as a as just like the, the city people that's trying to bring everything together, it's, 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 it's gonna to be a challenge. Um, and then people are going to challenge um, um, different things and different perceptions that people have. And it's kind of, um, it's. Um, do you believe that, you know, um, being met with challenge is part of um, how, how, you, how we grow and how um, we're able to kind of evolve from um, the things that we're trying to, where we are and where we're trying to do or where we're trying to go. Um do you understand
1: uh Yeah, I I, th- I think I think I, I, I find it uh thought provoking that you mentioned what you just did and I just thought about something. A lot of times a person older than yourself don't wanna tell you the truth. And like they say, I hate to say this, but they say ministers are more afraid to tell the truth than the people are to hear the truth. Because sometimes you tell the truth, a person don't even want to be around you no more. Like you give me on the phone with a person and yeah. to them, and you tell them something they don't want to hear, girl, I'm going to let you go. i talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later. So my point is, my age group, sometimes we, we kind of don't want to always tell you the ugly things that we think and believe, because we don't want to hurt your emotion or hurt your desire that you have. And we want to see you happy. But I have to say, I'm glued to the truth. So I'm not just like any other person in most persons. I don't think I don't mind telling the truth because I think the truth is precious. And the truth is a gift. If I tell you just something to make you smile, that's not a gift. But the truth is a gift because it's so rare to receive the truth. Let me share this with you. One of the reasons I believe that there's a feeling of working together in the city is, is because of this. Years ago, it was 50 50. But the whites had all the power, so they didn't have no desire to get together. But now since the city is 70 80 90% black, it's time to get together. Okay, why? Because there's more money. In other words, some businesses cannot survive very much without black customers. Years ago, they could. They could just put the nose up in the air and say, ma'am, we don't serve your kind. I never heard that because that was the day before me. But their eyes and their mannerisms say I don't care for you to be in my place of business. But now they need your business. So like any, any all humans, we have a tendency to be nicer when we have something to gain. So I believe a lot of things that you're seeing now is taking place only because the people who are putting things together, feel like they need this in order for them to survive and to excel. It's not doing it because of love. And love is the key. If you don't do it for love, it's like building a house on sand. It won't stay in. So I'm not sure that they're building this spirit of loving, the spirit of working together because of love. I think it's because of economics.
0: I believe that um, when you when talking about love, I believe that love opens the door to a lot of things. And, and love is the key. Um, when you do things in love, then you, you people can feel the sincerity and the genuineness behind it. And love builds things. Love love grows. Love um, love um, love is a thing that kind of like we not only need to build a city, but love is a thing that we need to build relationships with each other. Love is a thing that we need to just kind of make it through life. I think that um, every human being needs to feel... Um, Every human being needs that capacity to not only be loved, but also to give that love out. Um, and so, when, um, when money is the, the driving force, and money is a tool and a resource that you obviously need in order to do things, um, but you also need that. Um, I, I love how you drew out that point that you also need um, that foundational principle of love. That's right.
1: Um, okay, I'm going to give you another example. <clears throat> okay, years ago, we had a school We had a, a school called Towns Park, and in that area, they had a swimming pool. Every child in the whole city, African-American, at some points, and sometimes more than one time a year, and sometimes more than one time a month, went to Townsend Park swimming pool. When you got there, you knew you was on the turf of Townsend Park because the guys kind of, like, got in their feelings as far as, you know, we control this over here. But for the most part, it was in harmony as long as everybody, be, you know, didn't do nothing that's out out of the ordinary, everybody got alone. They closed the swimming pool, and at that time, the whites had all the apartment complexes, and a lot of people don't realize this. There was once a time when blacks lived in three-room houses, three little small shotgun, we call them shotgun houses, just like a shotgun. Mm -hmm. Okay, was a time that we lived in a lot of those, and they had apartment complexes around. They had swimming pools, but we were not allowed to rent there, so we were not allowed to swim there. So we couldn't rent there. We couldn't swim there. So we had our own public pool. They didn't have to come to a public pool because they had swimming pools in their homes. And had, a lot of them had swimming pools at their apartment complexes. And then when things changed where blacks started moving in the apartments, they filled them all in. You don't know it, but some of the apartments that you see around 5th now, once upon a time, had swimming pools. But you would never know it now because it's dirt, it's grass, and trees. So I'm just showing you how times have changed. Now, going back to what I was, the point I was making, they know that African-American people, young people, have lots of energy. Mm-hmm. You can see by the way we yeah. dance. We're we just born with that, okay? So they want young people to have something to do, okay? So they say, we're going to raise money, raise money, raise money, raise money, and we're going to build an aquatic center. We're going to tax people more because we're going to build an aquatic center. And when it first opened, I was... Clapping! It was so many cars in that area, you couldn't find a place to park because so many people just wanted to see this new facility. And so right after it opened, the first day it opened, they said it was free until such and such time. Okay, plenty of people there, young African Americans there of all ages. And then the next week, the next week, the next week, and the next month or two, it still was like that. So many young African-American people come to swim swimming pool. You see five of them walking from this street, five walking from that street, five walking from the street, all with their T-shirts and their bags they will swim. And one day I walked over there and had a sign saying, no one can swim unless unless you're above 16 unless you have your parents. In other words, a 16-year-old cannot come in and swim unless you have your parents with him. And I said, that's going to be a tragedy. And then they said, don't drop off your kids, because sometimes single mothers will bring four kids from swimming pool. Mm-hmm. They will give each one of them $5 to go in the swim. Now, she can go get her hair done. She can go to the grocery store. She can go to shop for three or four hours because the children are safely at the swimming pool. But when they put up the sign, no one can come in unless you have a parent, that hurt. I, I knew, I felt when I saw it, that's going to be detrimental to this business because the women are not gonna come and sit there four hours and watch the kids swim and then when they get out of the swimming pool they have nothing to eat. So she hadn't had no time to go cook. So now they wanna all go to McDonalds. So they didn't pay five dollars each for four, that's twenty. Now they all wanna go to McDonald's, and that's seven or eight dollars a piece, that's thirty two. So now it's thirty two plus twenty. She don't spend fifty two dollars a day. And they might wanna do this twice a week. So my point was I say that The enthusiasm that we have when we're talking about business and and developing something for the young don't always stay with the young. Do you follow me? That's my point, that a lot of 16-year-olds that we were selling this idea about the aquatic center were going to be able to go and enjoy themselves. Now they're not able to enjoy themselves unless they had their parents with them, and their parents just cannot come. And that hurts me. Some people say, Jewish, you got to understand they could get hurt. But when I was in school, uh, my whole neighborhood, there'd be 20 of us walking to Townsend Particle to Swim. But now, them 20 youngsters our age can't walk to school because my the mother, but my mom home was talking on the phone. She didn't work all the week teaching school. She was a teacher. She teaches school and now she wants to cook on the phone and have some fun. She don't want to come with me the swim pool. Please forgive me if I said anything
0: Oh no, you didn't say anything out the way. I'm just thinking about how times change because um, to me it makes it, it, it seems like because um, I'm used to the whole um, different. Different like places having the uh the parent rule when 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 children come. well shit No, and no, so, I, I was that there. Um, there was
1: that didn't happen.
0: And so, um, well, I'm just not talking about with aquatic center, but here in Palm Beach. Right. But I'm talking about just in various places. The um, um no children allowed without parents because of a, a, the safety issue and um, the fact that you know um there the, the, how times change and how you were saying that you know when you were younger how you know you walk down the street and there was about 20 of you guys and you right. don't necessarily have your parents. Right. Um, and i would say uh and
1: none of us had guns that's the difference too yeah. none of had knives that's the difference and we never saw a fight i don't ever remember seeing a fight near the swimming pool on the way there on the way back or at a swimming pool and so that shows you again how times change there is more more suspect criminal activity starting at early ages so that creates a fear factor and these things develop into Children having to have their parents when they can't—the poorest ones who need somewhere to go to relax a little bit can't go because their parents are not always two family, two parent families, and they just don't. The mothers can't just be everywhere at the same time. So that again, it hurts the children. So what can we do about it? Now and I know we're not here to solve that problem, but I'm just saying I see that as a problem, and I see that as contributing to bad behavior because some woman who doesn't work. Her husband has a better job. She take her kids to swim pool. The poor kids talk to the boy at school on the phone. I just the swim pool. Man, we had a good time. Me and my cousin went, and my mama went with us. But his mama can't go because his mama got two jobs, not just one job, and she don't have a husband. So, so then he ha- he has a he has a chip on his shoulder to go school the next door. He got to do something to make himself feel better. So then he becomes a bully, and then bully turns into something else.
0: Well, I don't. I guess I don't necessarily see it as that. Like, well, I'm um,
1: glad I'm glad that, the, I'm glad that I, you see something different. Please tell me what you see. Uh,
0: well, because I believe that um, when parents do get involved with like what their kids are doing, it creates a family bond. And I believe that sometimes um, parents ha- need to make that have to make that sacrifice I'll, in I'll. order to spend time with their children. I just I don't I don't see it as a problem. I see it as a solution to a problem. Um, because um, and the reason why I say that is because. Um, um, it, it shows that um, um, the parents are willing to sacrifice so that their kids can have fun, and okay. then they can also get involved with the swimming. Like this, the, I'm pretty sure the aquatic center isn't just limited to two ch- ch- no, children. No, what
1: well, I say it's, this, let me say this. Here. the aquatic center is one of the finest swimming facilities in the state of Arkansas. It is state of the art. It is beautiful outward. It's beautiful inward, and the flora and the flowers around it. It is impressive. What I'm saying to you, and I want you to hold on to this, is recognize that you have children having children at younger ages. Uh So sometimes a woman who has a teenager, 14, 15, 16, she also has a 4-year-old. So she don't really feel comfortable taking a 4-year-old with with a pacifier to a swimming event and watch a 16- or 15-year-old swim. So I'm just showing you, I'm just saying that the children having children at early ages and then the children are maturing faster anyway, and so there's a lot of reasons for that. It, I still say, I I welcome everything you say. When you just said you don't, you see it as a, not being a problem. That just shows you how even we both have love in our hearts, but we feel differently because I've saw it, seen it one way, and I saw it work another way. You've never seen it work that way. You've never seen, but I'm sure you've seen twenty guys go to a football game. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember there were no security guards at football games when I was in school, but now you have security guards, so that shows yeah, yeah. you times have changed. Yeah, and
0: they're they're very much needed too. Yeah, they have,
1: <laughs> But but, no, no, but let's let's go for this there, Let's go for this. Okay. And I, and I know you you trying to accomplish something, so and I don't know what that is, so I should not harbor too much of the conversation. But I'm a i am believe in the truth now. Remember? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me share this with you. China is our greatest competitor in the world. China has three times our population. China's population was so big, every woman was forbidden to have more than one child. It was by law you could only have one child. Okay, so they are very aggressive. But China has not entered into any war in the last 50 years. But America has been in war after war after war after war. So what happens when a country's at war like that, it creates a violent mentality among the people. In other words, young people see TV, they see war is the way to solve your problem. Shooting, killing, bombing is a way to solve your problem. That's how you get rid of your enemy. And so therefore, they take on that spirit.
0: Well, I I just, I don't, I don't just necessarily believe that it's war that contributes to that. I believe that it also goes, I, I believe it falls back on the parents. The parents have to like um, be able to um, instruct and teach their children um, about the different things and they don't necessarily have to allow their kids to view that and, and most children they don't really um, I don't I don't believe that um, if, unless the the, the the school systems tell them about the war um, some of them probably don't even know that a war is okay. going on yeah, let me but share the, a, how, no, the okay, things okay. that they I believe it's, it's so much more than that it's 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 um the video games it's, it's, it's so much more that I, contributes I agree. to it it's I it's, agree. It's, it's, it's about the the, the the I believe that the parents um, have to um have to be able to put the filter in the center upon the children themselves and teach them um the way that they should go i don't believe that that falls all necessarily on the country i believe it starts within the family and then it kind of just branches out from there i'm um, learning those values and those principles and i believe that it's 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 such a necessary thing for parents to be involved and i understand that that um uh, that um that child that Younger adults are having um, babies now, but um, there was a time and period where um, that was the norm for um, a six. I, I believe that the, if you if I if I go back into I would say back, I would say go all the way back to the Bible days, uh, women um, birthing children at, at, at a young age. And I'm not sure how long that era lasted. Right. And I'm not saying that. I know that this society is a whole lot different now. But I believe that I believe you can also like a baby can swim in a in a in a pool of water. Like um, they have like the little baby floats and different things like that. And I just, I believe that there is a, there is a way to like, um, to get involved. It's, it's, it's when, um, I believe that sometimes like, um, uh, I guess it goes back to the principle of love. Like, um, you, 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 when you, um, put your own selfishness, I'm not saying that it's, it's not okay to like want to get some things done and different things like that. But when you really think about it, um, um, if a, if a child is in school, um, they spend most of their time throughout the week in school. And so, like they spend eight hours a day, uh, five days a week in school. And so, really, the only time the parents really have them is in the evening and on the weekends. And so, I just don't believe that uh, making a kind of sacrifice to spend time with your kids is it should be yeah. a, it should be a burden, okay. especially when there is like, um, there is like, um, I mean, there's different activities and things. I remember um, getting involved. My mom. Um, um, um the th- different things that I think about being part of I was in in the orchestra I was um so she was able to come to like the different concerts and different things like that the practices and you know, enrolled in summer programs um that I was um, involved in and some of those programs yeah she was able to drop me off at. Um, but they have like different, um, activities that the parents can actually drop their kids off and leave like the boys and girls club. There's, um, just different things in the community. Sometimes church programs, you can just, they have different activities where you can just drop your kids off. They have summer camps. And I, I think that just one little entity, um, within the community where it has that rule and stipulation, I don't believe that that would, um, cause, um, um, I, I don't think that should, I think that adds value and and I believe that, you know, um, I understand the whole aspect of just war on top of war on top of war i believe that that just goes into just because uh, even though some kids have um, seen that um it kind of some and some children it just depends on their upbringing some children it promotes peace within them um, because they want to see peace and so it's kind of like they they work to find different solutions and problems um, different solutions to the problem as far as like how can we avoid um, this happening again uh, which is why history is so important um when you teach um when you teach the young about um history and different things like that and when you uh, educate and when you um bring them up in the way that they should go incorporating um prayer and i believe that um having um, been part of um they haven't been the faith um and being building up those godly principles is also another aspect of it and i just believe that um just um there are so many other things i believe that you know something that i've seen the decline of that's kind of like um really that's really um kind of like near and dear to my heart is just how you know when I was younger and I'm pretty sure when you were younger too it was Mm -hmm. probably even better when you guys were younger but when I was younger you know just being outside and actually playing with the other neighborhood kids and and just riding bikes and playing playing sports outside Mm -hmm. kickball and volleyball and just getting involved in the neighborhood and just having like there were block parties and um different things like that 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 I've been involved in when I was was younger and now I can walk down the street and it'll be days before I even see a child outside or um playing or riding a bike or anything like that because there's so much um technology that has kind of took the place where um act- activity and active and being socially interaction and active with the community and different things like that it's so much easier i just think it just it's easier for um, parents um sometimes to just kind of um hand over like a, a, a technology device or phone or something like that and the kid kind of be enter- entertained by that, yes, then it actually takes to for them to get involved and active. And so and if we want to see um, just things progress and move along, then we have to also make sure that we're actually uh, participating in what the city has going on. We have to make sure that we're actually mm-hmm. getting involved. And if we want to see things come and if we want to see things change, then we have to be willing to make the sacrifice to participate in what's going on. Um, within the city um and we just can't just like um uh, expect things to change but we don't want to be a part of the change it makes a difference when you decide that i'm going to become part of the change and i'm not just going to be one that kind of in the background waiting for something to happen i'm going to help to see something happen be a part of it um it makes a difference um within the within the community i, I believe that
1: okay well what i was really uh, pleased that you, what you just said, all the things you just said, everything that you just said, because it really still confirms s- uh, some facts. What it does show me very clearly is you are still, and that's what youth is all about, is you still optimistic about the future. Yes. You still <laughs> are enthusiastic about it. That, that just shows yeah. you how life is. In other words, young people, and you know, I was young, and whoever was before me was young, when you, at a young age, you you see problems as just a way to take upon a challenge and how to go around it and how to maneuver around it, and but it still says something else to me, your way of thinking. It's not the majority. Because if it was the majority, our city would be better. So my point is, it's not working. You, you, you having that mentality is not rampant enough. It's not enough of you to make the difference. Because things are steadily declining. You just said that things we had less to do. You said children are being entertained more with devices because their parents can give them the device instead of spending quality the time with them. You said that the parents could make the sacrifice to go with the child to the aquatic center and, and things like that. They should be involved in family life. But see, there are things much bigger that you have not going through your brain that I have going through my brain. And one of them is this. This is what we call a right to work state. We have 52 or three states in America, you know, you know Hawaii and so forth originally 50, but each state has a certain amount of authority that it can exercise over its people. And when it comes down to making money, we're what we call a right-to-work state. Right-to-work means I can hire you, but I can fire you at any time. You can look at me the wrong way. And I can fire you. You can start talking to me about your podcast. And I don't like the fact that you got some other way to enjoy yourself besides like them. I'm going to fire you because you have your own podcast going. They can fire you for anything. So that creates job instability. And so when people have job instability, sometimes they cannot react to be off. My children want to go to a swimming event. It starts Friday at 5 o'clock. Ma'am, I'm sorry You got to stay here In this kitchen Because we don't have Nobody to replace you Now what does she do then Her morale goes down She becomes depressed So she goes to The liquor store See, these are things You well, don't think about Well, she finds
0: another way She finds a grandparent She finds a neighbor She finds the, the kids There's other solutions That's I, why agree. As, I agree. It takes a village but To I'm, raise I, a child I, I, Again with, is,
1: you can't, is,
0: No parent can do it By themselves There
1: that, that again Is your spirit Of optimism But I'm telling you It's not working Because they stop Going to the quality center it's That's working. my point See. So, so you you,
0: it, it, but it takes one person to make a
1: difference. Okay, okay. It,
0: it takes one person. I know, yes, I, I, I know the city has been on the decline, but um, well, looking back over from when I was a youth, I, I have seen the, the, the city go through the decline. But I believe that it's on its way back up. Okay, no, no, Okay, but, but see decline. again now, like an
1: older person, I believe person, that it
0: has to take it. it takes time. It, it takes time. Everything, especially when it's being rebuilt, takes time. An older and person seen, like
1: myself gonna mention to you things that you don't mention to me. I'm telling you what the young people need want here, is money. They want to have a job. They want to have a way to earn money. And I'm saying to you, some of our leaders should be going on an airplane throughout the world looking for businesses that will locate here. And I'm telling you, you can have all the parties you want to at the Aquatics Center and, and your parents can go with you. You can go all out to the regional park, have all the parties you want to, but everything's gonna cost it. Right now it's free, but they can't give free parties forever. So at some point it's gonna stop and then people gonna have the expectation of going to the regional park, but then it costs thirty dollars. You thirty dollars for him, twenty dollars for the kid, twenty dollars for the kid, and twenty dollars for him. So now it's gonna be a different story. So long as this, uh, again, I believe in the truth, and I, I am older. So I am just sharing with you. When I back to China, let me finish. Please let me finish this. In China, this is what happens. A young day on a Saturday, a young man woke up in the morning. He says, "You know what? I think I am gonna build me something." He gets a paper and pencil and sketch out him a, 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 a motorbike, a, a toy motorbike that can run by itself. He sets this out. He figures out the dimensions. Then he can go to different stores and get the parts. And that day he can create something. And it'd be him that uh, that uh, have invented something that day. And I'm telling you, the black youngsters, African and white, when we get up in the morning, what can we do about helping ourselves for the future as far as learning like that? They're learning like that and they inventing things. Like everything that you see, this microphone that we're looking at, that recorder that we're looking at, that monitor we look looking at, all was made overseas. Nothing in this room, I don't think, was made in America now. I'm an older person, so I'm going to share with you what I see and what I think my concern should be. I want you to keep on being concerned about the events and the mama going and daddy going, but I'm concerned about jobs because I know when people do not have income, they can't get free stuff for so long. And back to what I told you before when women every day you still can't find a You truck and pine Bluff because they're all renting out because the women are moving out of the houses moving into another house and they' still driving themselves and see that is so strong on me this that, that those are the kind of things I look at how can we get jobs here job get this city together with some jobs uh, take the money that you got millions of dollars for Kit Crayles act to give to the people to help them pay the rent you didn't help them pay the rent so you use that money to get on an airplane and go overseas and say we got a, a city in Arkansas called Palm of Arkansas. We got a lot of black people here, 70% population, eighty percent black, but they got a lot of young, energetic young people. We need jobs. We got a good education, but we just need you to come in with some manufacturing. Let us join with you and let's own it together. America with the Japanese. America with the Filipino. America with the Chinese. We have to create some jobs because if we don't, the microphone that we use it, the headphones you have on, the glasses you have on, and all the clothes you have on your body and all articles I have in my body is men made by somebody else. And those are things an older person think about that you as a young person probably would not think about.
0: Well I I understand that but I've also noticed the different things I look and see what things are made too, made in China, made in um, Taiwan made in um this thing. I, I look at the different things too and how different jobs have been transported overseas. I mean I do believe that job creation is a is a is a very important factor, um, especially here in the city. And I just believe that um I think sometimes just things take time. I don't, I don't believe that it's uh, necessary that people aren't aware of the problem. I don't I don't think that it's something that um you know is, is going overlooked. I just believe that sometimes it's just sometimes it's finding the I'm right a, person to, to kind of take the I'm take a the a, bite and, a, a, and come into and come in, um, and come in, and bring in. Because sometimes people don't want to come to an area because they feel like they won't, they won't experience that's right. um, anything. And so that's why some that's people true. have actually transported out because that's they felt true. like. You know, um, it's it's not growing, That's and true. I believe that um, we have to when we begin to change our viewpoints and our perspectives. And I also, believe too, and I'm I'm an advocate for prayer. I believe that if we meet this thing with prayer, is something some issues are just too big for one any one person in one That's city true. to handle. And sometimes it has to take a God thing. It has to take God That's to true. come in and the people praying um, and asking God to bring in the things that we need. And sometimes we try to meet the problems and the circumstances on our own when the only thing that we need to do is God is is um, allow. Sometimes God allows. things so that we can meet him in prayer about how to take where to take things and where to go. And, and I believe that that was, that's something that, um, I know that I've been praying for the city and I know that, um, various other ones have been praying for the city too, as well. And I believe that if we just continue to pray. And if we just continue to just, um, seek out the good and, and try to, uh, um, make the difference that we want to see, I believe that, uh, we will begin to evolve and we will begin to change and grow. Um, something that I love that the city is doing now is the, um, keeping your, your, your lawn beautiful project. Um, 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 just um, hanging flyers on people's doors, doors letting them know that hey, we are noticing that you're keeping your your um your upkeeping your property, and um, that we want to make we want to make sure that you know that you're celebrating and that we see you. Right. And sometimes it's just a matter of people being seen, and sometimes it just take a, a constant repetition of just doing that same positive things in order to you have to win people to you. And sometimes it takes time because people have to build their trust that they're gonna do what they say they're gonna do. And, um, and, it, and I believe that it just takes time. I, I believe that this is something that's been going on for the past few years when they've been really trying to take a look at, like, the downtown area. And um I know that over in the, the, where the Walmart area is, they've been kind of um, building things up over there. And I do j- believe in job creation. Um, and I do believe that there is a solution to that. Okay. Then, and, I'm, 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 I mean, if you don't
1: mind. I'm sorry. Wait, oh. Please forgive me. I have to because I know you have a limited amount of time so please forgive me for barging yeah, there yeah
0: we're, we're, we're going to have to go ahead and wrap this thing okay, up okay yeah and you got to make it quick okay so well, we I'll say this I'll, say this I'll say okay. this I'm, I'm <laughs> going to show you as an
1: older person look out to the Walmart mm-hmm. and name me one African American owned business out there you won't find one Walmart general area, not a business owned by African Americans. Well, so
0: well, that that that's a reflection on us.
1: That's not a re, that's, that's no no that's a, the reflection on us. Agree. Yeah, that's, that's a the whole point I'm making. The whole, i want to uh, tell you, a man that, that, told a man told me something the other day. I got to tell you, he said the biggest word is distraction. He said Julius, they are doing a lot of things in our society. He's not talking about just talking about locally, nationwide. That's a distraction to get your mind off the real facts. The real facts is yeah, we're not doing no better now than we we're doing five years ago.
0: I, 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 I um, I, 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 I would, um, I would, uh, disagree. Okay. Um, I would, I would disagree with that. Um, okay. I don't know. You mean as? the world, as what are you, No, what no, I mean?
1: no. This is what he's saying. He's saying that basically, he's saying that the very, very richest people. Watching America without love in their hearts, and all they're trying to do is get us to go out every day and work, and have accomplished very little in our lifetimes. And I'm I'm just now I say that from an older person's point of view, so it's different coming from me than coming from a younger person
0: well no I understand what you're saying because a lot of people you know um,
1: why do you think they have cell phones for, for free cell phones
0: well I believe that that's just so the government can like
1: that that's the whole point that's time that I don't know that. <laughs> Those are the kind of things we're talking about. That's
0: what i Our freedoms. Not our oh,
1: let me say this is my point. This point. My point we is not going this. Go there. I'm just telling you this. Yeah. I'm, just tell, I'm just telling. i just you this. I'm just telling you this. We're paying four dollars and some gallon for gas. A, our man, a young man pulled up to the corner where I was the other day working. He like he's about 26 years old. He's driving a truck. Uh-huh. You know what he said? You got any gas money? He's at a stop sign. Just see me at a stop sign. Nice young man. You gotta get Yesterday I was walking down the street and a man about forty years old say, I'm looking trying to get some change. I had twenty six cents in my pocket, twenty six cents. So what does that say? That says that something economically is not as nice as I want it to be. Because I called, uh, called uh, uh, it, was, it was right down the street from Little Rock. Uh, uh, this is a city, Marmel. And I was trying to learn about sh- about uh, uh, shelters and so forth, uh, sh- homeless shelters and stuff. You know what she said? We don't have no homeless shelters here. We don't have no homeless people here. So my point is that there are lots of parts of Arkansas that's thriving. Pine Bluff is not one of them, and I'm concerned as to why. And I, I understand the need for entertainment and to make people want to come and all that, but as, everyone has to play a certain role. There's someone that should be assigned to making sure all the yards are kept. But there's someone should be a sign of going overseas. Because I went overseas. I've gone over to Korea. And I'm saying that.
0: I just don't believe that going overseas is a solution to a problem. I, I just don't believe that. I'm saying
1: jobs are, are jobs are solutions we to don't have make But
0: we don't have to go overseas to gra- grab jobs. There okay. are people here that can create jobs. You okay. don't have to go overseas well, to grab that, that's the whole, jobs. Well, that's the there, point that
1: I'm making, too. When I said a young man can get up in the morning in China or Japan, and he can make a make a machine and go to stores to get the part. Well, we can't go to stores. See, right now, they want to make my Oh, like don't, this. We
0: don't want to go too far because I want to. We got to make sure that we wrap this thing up. Sure, okay? sure, sure. I, I think I, just, I think
1: uh, I, I think it's been very interesting. Yeah. The, the range <laughs> of things that we talked about, and I yep. will say this though: <laughs> at your age, you are a marvelous human being. The fact that you're so optimistic, and then you put in yeah, the time necessary to show I, your I, feelings I, and show your thoughts, I think that's marvelous. I
0: believe in I believe in growth. I believe that um, I believe that if we want to thrive, we have to maintain a positive attitude even through the um, the storms in life. Well, and and another thing too, that, when, um, you, when
1: when When you was there at the library here, did you see a whole lot of people playing for jobs? But they offer something. My point is something's wrong there. I went out to the UAPB. They had Hold sixty on. We, people. We're
0: we wrapping it up, though. We oh yeah. So my point this is up? that we, we have to. Up. We, we you, you
1: as a young person, uh-huh. you are gonna have to get out amongst the young people and encourage them to start looking for employment because some people are not even looking for employment. And they were they were saying they were hiring here. They had a bingo. You go to each one, uh-huh. and then they had one out the UAPB. and then I went out to the convention Center. Not enough people are applying for jobs or trying to in, trying to even discuss. Well, jobs. I would
0: say that. Um, I would say that are they. Using the right platforms to reach young people, because some people, maybe not, um, they probably would have come if they would have known. Because you know, the only reason why I knew about some stuff taking place, I just so happened to be there, or I just so happened to um, walk by and I saw a sign, and then you so happened to remind me. Um, So I think sometimes it's just a lack of just uh, making sure that you're reaching the people in the way, only using the 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 proper platforms that they're actually being reached on. And so um, I just believe that stuff just grows with time, and I believe that um, we just have to um, we have to be willing to just um, do our part to. Um, and the be, be do our part in what it is what it takes to um, cause the city to grow um so tell you guys we have we have um, done an interview with julius lever this has been um, an exciting um, um, time and we just um, um if you are um, just whatever area you live in um, i would tell you to just encourage you to just um, be a part of the um, change that you want to see happen and i believe that and um, if we meet things with prayer um, and um, asking god and seeking him concerning different things then i believe that we all can thrive and grow and come up together um and right now we're going to end this podcast with a prayer i pray that everyone um, be blessed and i pray that um uh, you guys continue to tune in i have um, several more interviews coming up with different um people who are um, part of um the palm bluff area um and they're going to kind of um, share a little bit of their story um with us as well and so um, this um, this will continue on. Um, am um, not only will we focus on here, but this is what um, kind of what we're focusing on right now on the um, Victorious the Anointed podcast. Um, so right now, um, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for just every blessing, Lord God, that you are pouring out. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. There is none like you in all the earth, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you would just continue to just um, bless the city of Pine Bluff, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you would just um, send people in, Lord God, who would um, begin to um, um, create jobs, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for touching our city officials, Lord God, um, giving them the strength that they need, Lord God, and the wisdom that they need on which direction to take the city, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you would just allow love to flow through this place, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for just your many wonderful blessings, Lord God, and we thank you for opening doors um, of opportunity for the city, for the people, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for touching the um, heart of the city, Lord God, of the people in the city, Lord God, to do the things that need to be done, and so that the work can be performed you are the great god and there is none like you in all the earth in jesus name we pray again thank you julius for um deciding to do this um interview with me um and i pray and i will say to everyone go forth and be blessed amen just tuned in to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast with Lynn Stacy? You can go on various podcast platforms such as Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, and listen in. You can also go on Facebook or Instagram and follow at Lynn Stacy Studios. If today's podcast has been a blessing to you, please share and remember to go forward and be blessed.